The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News on the air with Annex Wealth Management. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Only got 30 minutes, so let's get to it. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, is on the way. We'll do Ask Annex. Dirk Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. Good morning. Good morning, Danny. Hey, Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, and good morning to the intersection of politics and investing. Once again, a lot of information came out this week about we have a deal or Maybe we don't have a deal, or maybe we have a deal, but uh, one is looks like it's connected to the other, Derek. Right. Uh, the president announced on Thursday that the uh, they have a deal on an infrastructure bill, an additional $597 billion in spending, making the total roughly $1.2 trillion. But that is contingent on the passage of another bill that will go through the budget uh, reconciliation process, which is you know challenging. It's not something that you see very often. Republicans seem dead set up against it because of the magnitude and the size of the package. Uh, but Nancy Pelosi insists that they will not take up legislation on the infrastructure bill until that bill meets a similar requirement and gets passed. In the the Senate, and of course, she is saying that, and Lindsey Lindsey Graham is calling it a deal breaker. So here we are on Sunday morning. We'll have to see what the Sunday morning talk shows let us know today, but that's clearly part of the issue. And the reason why we say it's at the intersection of investing and politics is because when it was announced Companies like Deer and Caterpillar and AEM and Vulcan Materials all began to rally, and then on Friday it gave a bunch of it back. So no question about that. We're going to have to watch that as it goes forward. And at, again, at the same intersection of politics is what's happening with the Federal Reserve and the Treasury. Obviously, that's at the top of a lot of people's minds. Well, the Fed was very active this week. We heard a lot of rhetoric, you know, kind of pulling back from some of the comments that were made last week, particularly the comments by uh, St. Louis Fed Chairman Bullard on Friday, where he suggested that tightening may happen sooner than the market anticipated, which caused, at least in part, a very sharp drawdown in the S&P 500 and financial stocks in particular. But this week, the Fed also announced on Thursday that that the major banks had passed the most recent stress tests. They're, they're opening up the ability of the major banks, the big money center banks, to uh, buy back shares, uh, increase dividends, and the rest. So we'll probably hear more about that uh, tomorrow when the when the market opens. Uh, but generally speaking, a major boost for the financial system in terms of the banks being able to re- operate in a normal fashion going and, forward. And that is right. And so as interest rates begin to move, obviously financials are at the center of that thinking. So there's no question that we have to watch this. And obviously, everyone is talking about inflation and is it sticky or not when we talk about inflation and the fact that right now they are exceeding their expectations but they keep telling us this term transitory which means of course that it's going to make its way through but uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen kind of walked that back a little bit this week. 
Well, yeah, she's been saying all along that she wants basically the economy to run hot because she's looking at closing the wage inequality as she sees it as a labor economist. So, you know, the, the reason that inflation is so important is that gets built into the rate curve. In other words, the, the higher people expect future inflation to be, the higher interest rates go. And when you value financial assets, interest rates are a key component. And that's something that can affect not only, you know, high multiple stocks, but, but stocks and any other kind of risk asset as well. So it's something we have to pay a lot of attention to. It's something we really haven't seen in 30 years. You know, Dave, when we first got in the business, inflation was double digits. I remember the win buttons and the rest. Um, so it's something to keep in mind. It's something to certainly consider as you rebalance and look at tactically altering your portfolio. So with the win buttons, of course, was the whip inflation now that we used to see uh, when we were young whippersnappers. But, you know, you look at things that are actually rolling over. In other words, they're starting to subside. And that is the reason that the Fed continues used to look at that you know you can think about for example lumber prices or cars or used car prices, they both are beginning to recede. Right. It, things got out of whack. You know, we had a big, sharp uptick in demand as more and more people got vaccinated, but it took a long time or longer than expected for the supply chains to, to reorient themselves. In fact, you know, a couple of major airlines have cut back considerably on the amount of flights that they're doing because they simply don't have the pilots. The pilots have to re- re-earn their stripes, if you will, by accumulating hours uh, since they've been out for so long. Uh, so there are any number of interesting things going on on the economy that we've never seen before. Uh, and that's, that's accompanied by a stock market that continues to rally. Uh, every every dip to the 50-day moving average is bought because there's so much liquidity out there. And that's right. Lots of liquidity in the Fed and fiscal side are talking about more injection of more trillions of dollars. And we're going to have to talk about what that's going to do to the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency at the end of the hour. If we were a TV weather person, we would be have drawn all over the map with crazy right. stuff. So, you know what? What's coming? Can we help you through? Do you think you need to put a pro on your side? How about a fee-only fiduciary? What Annex Wealth Management does, especially when we say know the difference, it's one team, one plan, and one fee. Our one team takes care of investment and retirement planning and tax planning and estate planning. We're not sending you a bunch of different places. One plan, it is built for you and you alone by our team. One fee, that's the most important thing. We're a fee-only fiduciary, zero commissions, complete fee transparency. Start the journey. Head to our website this morning, AnnexWealth.com. Um, Click that Get Started button. Back in a bit on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management, AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back, 92.5 Fox News. Greg Sullivan wrote the book, Retirement Failed, The Nine Reasons People Flunk Post-Work Life. His goal was to help people think beyond investment, beyond investing and retirement preparation. And look at all the other things that can trip up people. And it sounds good to us because that's the way we think. Joining me, Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management in Naples to talk about it. Morning, Brian. Good morning, Danny. In Sullivan's book, he posed the question to clients, how do you think you can fail in retirement? And it turns out a lot can happen. We're going to cover a few of those. The big three, divorce, adult kids, and lavish spending. Brian, let's start with divorce. 
Yeah, none of those three sound like awesome nope. awesome things that people want to go through, do they? <laughs> Not at all. Well, according to his data, which you know is, is interesting, um, it shows that the fastest segment of soon-to-be-divorced people are over the age 50. So I think when I was growing up, I thought it happened when everybody was younger and young kids and everybody was at each other and couldn't make it work, but that's not the case. However, uh, personally, um, my kids are now almost 18 and almost 20, and we've had a lot of family relationships in one way or another with other families, and I've seen quite a few people that we know go through divorce uh, growing up as well. So I'm not quite 50, but I've seen plenty of it as my uh, children have grown. It's a point where you you know, have a pivotal time in life with your financial plan and financial financial independence. When there's divorce happening, all that can has to get reworked, and that's a big uh, effect on your life. Hey, Brian, how about adult children? How can they affect retirement funding? We all want the children to please get off the family payroll, right? <laughs> so if that if that doesn't happen, if they struggle, if they're still going to be need to be supportive, you're going to have to spend money elsewhere where you maybe were planning to do other things with it. Tip would be to try to keep it business-like where there's actually loans and payments and maybe interest and things like that, or somehow get teach and wean to them to get off the family payroll. Brian, many of our clients have second homes. Uh, some have third homes. And if it's planned for and it can be afforded easily, that's great. But what happens when it's a bit of a stretch? Yeah, if it's well within your means, then that's awesome. Um, it definitely can get stressful if that's not the case. So if you end up, you know, the, the phrase can be cash poor, but asset rich, you could be putting yourself in a situation where you need some liquidity and you don't have it and you could be selling or refinancing at distressed prices. And that's, you know, that's stress and uh, things that you, know, you, you could probably plan for and not have to do if you can stay out of that, that situation. Brian Fiore is branch director of Annex Wealth Management Naples, inspired by the book Retirement Fail, The Nine Reasons People Flunk Post-Work Life. Uh, we're covering some things that you might want to consider. This is an interesting phrase. What exactly is underliving wealth? I think simply is um, you're not spending what is reasonable that you've saved and retired in your nest egg and you can reasonably spend to um, carry on your best life. Often the problem with that is uh, let's suppose there are two spouses and let's suppose they have different wants and wishes. That never happens, right? Mm -hmm. When you are planning to, let's say, spend the, the summer with your grandkids, but one spouse has other plans and wants to do other stuff and that's not communicated very well. One thinks one one person's plans are too expensive, break the budget, not affordable because we're spending money elsewhere. You know, these types of things, if they're not planned for, they can stress non-communication, disagreements uh, that can hinder your retirement. So we suggest planning for these things in advance, give each other a spending allowance bucket where they can make their own choices if that helps, that sort of thing. We've talked about this a lot, but healthcare and really figuring out or at least planning for the healthcare costs, that's really important. Yeah, according to Sullivan, his figures are uh, retirees can expect to spend well over 300000 in costs for health care, and that's in U.S. dollars currently. So in the future, that is likely to go higher. We use similar uh, figures in our financial plans. If you review your financial plan and you see the expenses and you can put away um, expectations of spending money that most humans in the United States spend, then that helps you, I think, with your retirement and effectiveness of it. And we've covered elder fraud before, and I think that there needs to be a special place in you know where for people that commit it. But it happens way too often. It can happen within a family, and then it can happen within, you know, these these scams, these, you know, what they call phishing. Yeah, unfortunately, it exists. And with technology, it's probably even easier and more clever. These people take advantage of others. And I often think that if you are that clever and you, you know, that much of a 
fraudster or criminal? What if you spent your time directly, you know, focusing on things that would be productive? You could probably still make a lot of money and contribute to our society instead of being a, a pain. But uh, anyway, we as a partner, we can be a buffer where we get to know our clients. Um, we do periodic reviews and meetings. So we hear how they talk and think. And if things change where maybe they um, don't remember things as well or they're not as with it mentally, you know, we can we can see these things and bring the, these things up. We discuss, you know, wants and wishes and, and money movements and look at your financial balance sheet, personal balance sheet, you know, periodically. So we can definitely help stop or at least detect problems in this area as a financial advisor, wealth manager, you know, relationship with our clients. And we are ready to assist. We do investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning all together as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples on a Sunday morning. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. Good to talk to you. We'll be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Learn something new with the Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We'll go beyond the usual topics and dig in deep on developing and breaking stories. On Spotify, search Know the Difference Minute. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Let's do Ask Annex. If you got a question for us, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. Everybody gets a reply. Some of them wind up on the radio, and our first one this morning is from Adam. What would make you choose a mutual fund over an ETF or vice versa? Yeah, it's really a great question, and it's something that we do employ. Obviously, when we build portfolios, they're you know generally exchange-traded funds, they're institutional no-load mutual funds, or they're individual securities like stocks or bonds. That's really the toolbox that we choose from. So one of the questions we ask is, should you use a mutual fund or an exchange-traded fund is important. And I'm going to defer to the recovery mutual fund manager here on why someone would employ a mutual fund. All right. Well, first of all, the, the big advantage of ETFs are low cost and tax efficiency. Now, the reason I and would- transparency. And transparency. But but the thing about mutual funds is, you know, I've always been a believer that size matters. So I look for mutual fund managers that have an outstanding process that are not managing a huge pile of money because the more money you manage, the more difficult it is to outperform. And and it looks begins to look like an index. Exactly. And so the other thing about it is I want to be in mutual funds that are in asset classes that I believe are inefficient, where an active manager can add value. I don't like them in, say, fixed income where the underlying assets or less liquid than the ETF itself, where you could have dangerous in terms of getting away from NAV. But I've, areas that are inefficient, like international equities, international small cap, where you need boots on the ground to make sure the companies are legit, that's where I would tend to use a mutual fund. And of course, we evaluate their performance, their process, and make sure they don't benefit primarily from sector bets, but really stock picking. And really what's happened over time is mutual funds have felt this pressure of assets going to exchange-traded funds, so they have become more efficient on both the cost 
side and how they do business. And so they have pressured down the cost. And so the, where there was a huge gap, that gap has certainly closed. And so you have to ask yourself, whatever it's going to be, 40 or 50 or 60 basis points more, is it worth it? Well, that comes out of looking at performance and saying, what do I actually fold up and put in my pocket? That's the most important answer. Also, when ETFs first came out, I thought the differentiation was the fact that you could trade them throughout the day in mutual funds. You couldn't. Is that not? Yeah, a, that's a, true. So that's, we call it liquidity, but okay. an opportunity to get out of a portfolio. So, for example, you come in on Monday morning and the thing is down 1,000, 2,000 points and you want to sell. You have to wait till the end of the day to get a closing price with an exchange-traded fund. You can get out that at that moment. And you track throughout the day. You can see the exactly. increase, decrease in value. Okay. Exactly. Ask Annex. Next one is from Jacob. Do you advise clients to use home equity to pay off debts, especially with rates so low? Well, you know, we get this question a lot, and I always say it's a head issue versus a heart issue. And the head issue means, yes, interest rates are low, and so can you leverage low interest rates to, to help your portfolio? Because we certainly believe that deleveraging your financial assets is really a good thing. Because when you get to retire, you want you don't want to have a lot of debt because obviously you have you get to a fixed income. Now the other thing of that is the heart issue. Now some people just absolutely abhor debt. They don't want it. They don't want to see it. I work for a guy that's like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you. You're looking yeah, at right. me, right? Yeah. yeah, and so I'm not I'm not a big fan of debt, but you have to balance that out. If you are a real estate manager, for example, you want to use debt because that leverage helps your return. But again, it's a, it's a head issue versus a heart issue. It's not one answer fits for everyone. And it's kind of a planning issue, right? Dan brings that up every once in a while. I mean, we'll run people through that. Does it make sense? Right. And that's what that the whole plan from Annex Wealth Management can help with. Then that's what we do. I mean, if, you're, if this is a question you have, we put all of this information on screen, we put it up, and then we go, what if we do this? What if we do that? And how does that change your, your asset outcome? Lots of what ifs. Know the difference, folks. This one comes in via text. I see conflicting information about the prospects for home builders, material costs, land, etc. Seems like a tough spot. Well, we actually got a, a pretty good sense of, of the circumstances with, with the home builders from the Lennar report. They're the second largest home builder in the country. Uh, they, the, they blew away estimates on the upside. They've been raising prices sharply for new orders, but not for existing deliveries. And they're also deferring very strong current demand. So despite all the noise we've heard about, you know, cost pressures and, and inputs into the housing construction process, margins are actually expanding, which suggests that the home builders remain in pretty good shape. Yeah, I find that interesting. Interesting, the fact that you know you can raise prices in some sectors, and if it is transitory, in other words, it goes back down. I mean, who's going to rush to lower prices? And we always talk about this, Danny, when when gas prices go up. Yeah, that's right. Um, what was the number we saw this last week? There were like five or six million homes sh short right. of what is really needed. Exactly right. Yeah. And so there's this great demand, and you see so many apartment buildings going up as well. So there's no question. Pay attention to this because it will have an outcome. That's Ask Annex. Got a question for us. Everybody gets a reply. Some wind up on the radio. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. If we can help with planning, please hit that Get Started button. Start on that free portfolio analysis. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, June 27th. Going to be back to wrap things up with Dave Spano and Derek Felsky. This is 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. 
AnnexWealth.com. The Week in Review, Know the Difference Minutes, Team Segments, Planning Topics, including Investments, Retirement, Tax, and Estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back on 92.5 Fox News with the Annex Wealth Management Show website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Start button. Hey, listen, while you're there, sign up for the Axiom. It's a great weekly newsletter. You don't have to be a client. Seven great insights at AnnexWealth.com. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer on the show, along with Dave Spano, President and CEO. Thanks, Danny. You know, at the top of the hour, we were talking about all of this inflation discussion and really what it means to so many things. But one of the things that we certainly watch and really is probably a very good indicator is the U.S. dollar. Generally, we look at the 10-year Treasury as an indicator across all risk assets. The 10-year Treasury really isn't moving, stuck right around 1.5%. So maybe the bond market does believe that this is going to subside later in the year and it's going to be a little bit more tepid growth. But the U.S. dollar is certainly worth watching. Now, the U.S. dollar has essentially been weakening over the last, you know, eight to nine months. And historically, you know, this type of deficit spending, uh, monetary accommodation alike, would tend to be we would tend to lead to further dollar weakness. We've we've often said that the Biden administration is really not dollar friendly because in a way they have an incentive for the dollar to go down because essentially it, it helps to monetize the existing debt, but it also provides U.S. companies with an advantage against overseas economies in terms of selling goods. So it's a complicated issue, but generally speaking, we're not the only ones doing it. Right? Right. So, we're, you know, we compare our currency to other countries. They're doing the same thing, which is one of the reasons why things like Bitcoin gain so much popularity, because people do not trust central bankers and their and their willingness to support a stronger currency. And so the currency certainly has come down from, you know, we look at one of the indices that measure that it's down probably about 15 percent and heading lower. And it certainly looks like this is intentional. And as that happens, one of the things that uh, it could be happening is this could be the final arbiter, not the bond market, but maybe those around the world who see the excessive debt in this country as a problem. And maybe they continue to devalue the dollar. And maybe the discussion starts to head back up of will it be the reserve currency for the world? The other thing about the dollar is in the past, it has served as a political weapon. If you remember the Cold War with the Soviet Union, it was a really it was a very strong dollar that caused the price of oil to collapse, which essentially led to the collapse of the USSR. And it's not hard to imagine the same sort of weaponization being used against the Chinese if our if our relationships with that country don't progress more smoothly. Yeah, that's right. So uh, what does that mean for you and your portfolio? Look at those things that do well in a in a decreasing dollar environment. You, one of the things that you had looked at, and Derek highlighted it, is companies that are based here in the United States but sell abroad. And you can think about certain sectors that jump to your mind. One of them would be technology. Well, absolutely. Most of the revenues from the major tech companies come from overseas, so that would certainly be supportive of those companies. And generally speaking, in the past, when the dollar has been weakening, equities have performed better than during periods when the dollar was strengthening. That was something I was a little bit surprised at, about the magnitude of that. And, and so that's certainly a positive for the equity markets, but it certainly does lead one to reconsider areas of the portfolio that you want to emphasize. 
Yeah, that's right. And the other thing that you would want to think about is as COVID begins to subside, not only uh, here in southwest Florida, but around the United States, and, and they uh, are aware of that, one of the things that you're going to start to see is an increased demand for health care. And not only I'm just talking about going to see the doctors, but everything else that's related to, to that. Right. People that have had COVID, I've, I saw one estimate there between three and a half and 10 million people that are suffering the long-term after effects of having had COVID, and they are going to be seeking more and more medical treatment in the coming years. And again, we could see a variant. I saw that in, in warmer spots of the country where people haven't been vaccinated at the same levels they have in the state of Florida, that you're seeing, you know, you're, you're seeing a resurgence of cases. And so the healthcare system was certainly taxed during the pandemic, but I, I believe it will ultimately benefit in the long run from added usage of healthcare facilities. And, and I, we have a client who is, we have a number of clients who are doctors, and they're saying people put off so many things, including knee surgeries and, and going to see their cardiologists and so on and so forth, Danny. So there's certainly a lot of people that have put that to the back burner. Is pharma part of healthcare? Yeah, or is for it sure. Yeah, okay. Pharma, yeah. the facilities, uh, those who, who make medical devices, uh, insurance insurance companies, all of that is related because it is an enormous part of this country's economy. So you think about sectors, there are 11 major sectors. We just highlighted two of them, three of them, as a matter of fact, technology, financials, and healthcare. All of them probably need to have some exposure in your portfolio. And again, companies that are based here and sell abroad. So lots of good ideas here on Sunday morning. If you want to get more help, there's a way to get that done. Boy, and I tell you, we're now inches from July. Boy, has this year kind of gone past and the gone fast and uh sunday june 27th can you start july with a fresh slate a new outlook it would take that free portfolio analysis from annex wealth management i know you hear about these things all the time but this one is different because it's from one team one plan one fee most importantly we're a fee only fiduciary you can start it on a sunday morning it's just a simple exchange of information contact information annexwealth.com click that get started button see you in a week annex wealth management show 92.5 fox news The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.